Tonight I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. You know, I was I was wondering, you know, if if you could keep on because the force it's got a lot of power and it it makes me feel like a, it it makes me feel like a,
in a slinky And now I'm doing shows in Helsinki Finland. I know what y'all thinking, y'all thinking that you can outthink me But you can't frankly, I'm out for the Benji's Frankies You know, just cause you ain't me, don't hate me As a matter of fact, you should thank me Even if you don't, you're welcome, young keys Zigga, 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 zow Who got the keys to the world now? Yours truly, blah, 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 blah. They can't, they won't, they never will Stop the party I'm going full energy today. You have no idea, Nick, because you can't hear it. You literally have no idea. I just gave him an entire music round and an opener, Nick. An entire okay. themed music round and a single I, opener. I knew something was. I knew something. Yeah, was it was up. pretty awesome. I think about seven minutes of this soccer game that's on has gone by since. What are you watching? Uh, City Watford. Yeah, it's just on ahead of <laughs> Arsenal. Yep. I, I parlayed City and Arsenal, so we're, we're both I, on this. I got Arsenal today. Today's a big big day. Here's a statistic for you. Miguel Arteta has never lost to Aston Villa as a player at Arsenal or as an assistant at City. So, good things uh, for today. And the Gunners are in rare form. You know we are in the FA Cup final for a record 21st time. Yeah, I saw that. And that's, uh, that is awesome because in the American sports world, tournaments are what I play for, right? I don't – regular season – Beating up on on you know fourteen bottom dwellers doesn't impress me. It's cl- crutch you know clutch uh, performances at the moments when it really counts. When it's single elimination, you lose or go home. You know, win or go home. Uh, there's nothing better than that. And the FA Cup is that. That's what it is. And Arsenal have won yeah, I mean, that more no than anyone. There's no American anybody. sport anymore. I mean, maybe college football would have been the last one where anybody cares about what your regular season record is. Like, who remembers who won the ACC? Each year, it's who wins the tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. So, like the FA Cup is sort of that embodied, and and it's funny because even soccer, the Champions League is the ultimate prize, and that is a you know either a double elimination with a home or away, or a final game is a ch- you know it's like a Super Bowl, right? It's a it's a single game, uh, final game, and and that's the yeah, most it prestigious is bizarre. game. It is bizarre how they do that table and like Liverpool just wins like with so much season left. I I just I I don't right. I what's for the top but four. but Liverpool's justified though because the year before they won the Champions League. They didn't win the uh, English League, but they won the Champions League. So the next year winning the English League is sort of like they've cemented the fact that yes, they are a world class team, one of the best in the world, no question about it. Somehow they cost me hundreds of dollars, though, their last two weeks. Uh, well, Arsenal Liverpool beat them, and that was a me. massive surprise. Yeah, that killed me. I had that <laughs> so many parlay situations that just, yeah. li- like, literally, I might have been in tears. I seriously think I was crying. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it, was so br- it was so brutal. And and Liverpool did it to me twice in a row. Like, like, in the last two weeks, they've lost 
or tied two games. Well, don't bet once you've already won the title. It's like Andrew Jackson winning the Battle of New Orleans. I'm learning that. I'm learning that. (laughs) That team is checked out mentally. They're playing for nothing left. You know what I mean? I'm learning that. The semis of the Champions League are still there. See what see what what threw me was the odds did not reflect that though. Like, yeah, it's still got to get though, inside the time and the heads of these guys. You, you know? think the odds makers would be more onto that? I don't disagree. I don't disagree. All right. Well, welcome to episode 171 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Obviously, we're doing it live. And that's why you're getting soccer commentary in the middle of doing the afternoon. It doing it live. I'll write it. Although baseball it is starting this week, so it we is. may not have to talk about soccer anymore for a while. Oh, well, it's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take all sports. NBA is getting back on. You know, we're. We're starting to ramp up. We're very close to football season. I can smell football season. Um, so I, I've Trubisky come... or Nick Foles, who takes the first snap for the Chicago Bears? Nick Foles. Yeah, so you think that Trubisky, it's just over for him, right? No, I think he's going to get some redemption this season because Nick Foles can't make it through a season. You have as good a shot at making it through a season as Nick Foles does. Well, see, the thing with that is I would – if I was the Bears – do you not go with Trubisky first? Because if you go with Foles, you're pretty much just, I feel like, writing Trubisky's career off. Whereas, like, if you go with Foles, that, that's why if you go with Trubisky first, at least if he stinks, you could say, all right, well, we tried you, but, you know, this guy's better. Where You, know, you just you paid one guy a fortune of money. I think you're going to – listen, it's – it's it, it, I I could I could make a case for it either way, and we have no idea because there's not going to be a preseason, and there's not going to be a lot. To that it, hurts. Uh, I would say that measure. hurts Foles' uh, chances of taking the first snap. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I'm not spending the entire episode talking about a, a uh, literally a <laughs> bottom dwelling QB situation on a team I could care less about. Well, you know what it is. That team is good if they have a quarterback. And don't don't underestimate that Bears team. No, they got an excellent yeah. defense. I'm, I'm aware. Excellent defense, multiple tight ends. They've got Allen Robinson. Multiple tight ends. They, they have, have nine of them on their roster. That <laughs> yeah, entire team is a tight end. Everybody on cover? their roster is a tight end. Even Nick How Foles lines up at tight end. How are you going to cover nine tight ends? With every offensive <laughs> lineman we have is an eligible receiver. What are you going to do? All right. I am locked and loaded, Nick. Absolutely locked and loaded. I have more stuff than I even know what to do with four questions in general knowledge. I can't give them to you. I can't give them all of them to you. Um, so I'm just going to start with this one. I want you to get this within 30 years, Nick. Thirty three zero. What year was the 3.5 millimeter headphone audio jack patented? On almost every phone today, except Apple because they're SOBs, but the standard headphone jack, what year was that patented? Within a 30 years, please. Yeah, what was the reason Apple took the headphone jack away? Did they say it was... Because to make the phone lighter, is that what they're they're trying to do? Whatever they can to profit, to to add to their profit margin, and removing that headphone jack forced people to buy earbuds. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yep. There's, there's no secret to it. There's no real reason. It was because they're jerks. You are jerks, Apple. All right. So that headphone jack. Now nah, it's been around that. That particular size has been around what I would remember is my whole life. Um, so I know there was that bigger size that was maybe more popular among stereos, but the Walkman definitely had that size. And I can remember them being around in the early 80s. You're saying within 30 years. So let's just use 1978 as the marker. 
I'll go back. Well, maybe not that far. Hold on. I'll go with 1980. 30 years before that. I'm going to say 1950 is my guess. Didn't get it. Sorry, Nick. That device was patented in 1895. Ah. The first telephone switchboards have used the exact same 3.5 millimeter headphone jack for well over 125 years. Yeah. Apple has the balls to remove it. I, I, I sort of thought that there was a chance that it was way earlier, but there was no I had nothing to go on as far as any reason for it to be. I mean, I'm figuring if I'm guessing 1950, that brings me back to 1920. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. There's no question. That's 100. That's going 100 years ago. I read that and I thought it was wrong. That falls in the the category of like, there's no way that that's possibly true. You know what I mean? And I was like, why? How is that possible when there was nothing in the world of audio back then? And then I realized, oh, my God, it was a telephone invention. That's how, like, if you look at the old switchboards where they used to plug from one to another to connect, right? Yeah, they, you ever see Lassie when they made a, made a yeah. phone call on the show Lassie? Right, and they would exactly call right. Operator like, like, caller six, the- calling yeah. number 332. Right, so, yeah, that's that's how long that headphone jack has been there. But Apple decides that they know better. Uh, it's, it's hard to believe that that's technology from 125 years ago, and we're still using it today. I don't think anybody's. Even I'm not get using that. it though. Nobody's going to get that. I have moved to Bluetooth. Yeah, I no longer. I no longer even have a headset that would fit into. Yeah, that. but sometimes I need it. Like the the current setup that I have in the in the podcasting studio, I have an external uh, speaker that uses a 3.5 millimeter plug so that oh, I yeah, can that's hear. True. My my headphones in the studio. Um, right. Do have that? That's right. It's true. So I haven't been in there in a while, though. So I forgot. I, I just stare at your empty seat and pretend it's you. <laughs> it's fantastic. Just put the Bose. Just put that Bose headset on the back of the uh, stereo. chair. Yeah, yeah. Or the back yeah. of the chair. Now your desk is dusted. It's it's nice. You could actually have a person sit down on it. Sometimes I interview my daughter in your seat. She likes that. <laughs> All right, hit me with your best shot. <laughs> All right, let's try this one for you. What type of spider gets its name from a town in Italy? What type of spider gets its name from a? Town? I, I gotta tell you, dude. I killed the scariest spider ever. Uh, the other day, it it came out of my garage as I tried to get the garbage out. The thing was the size of a small, like you know those like cutie oranges, like the small oranges. Yeah, yeah, it was the size of that. And the thing got out, and I took a broom and I just like knocked it out of the garage, and it started crawling away. And then I just had no mercy on it. And I was like, that thing could find its way back into my house, so I took the broom and I ended it. But man, let me tell you something. That thing was. The fact that that thing exists in my city is horrifying <laughs> to me. Absolutely I got stuff over here. I got stuff over here, and I, I find them all the time. And I'm like, I can't believe this thing. Like, I, I once saw like a caterpillar that looked like it was like from Mars. Right. Yeah. This world is filled with very fascinating creatures. All right. Um, I mean, the so black the black sp- widow is like the only type of spider that I, uh, whose name I can even know. Like I know the the recluse spider, the brown recluse spider, the black widow spider. Those are the only two that I can name. <laughs> is there a Venetian uh, spider? Is there the Milan spider? Well, so the the tie the thing I thought maybe you could tie this to Italy is there's an Italian folk dance of a similar name that. <sighs> Is also named for the same town in Italy, so. Nope. 
mind is a absolute blank. I wish I could even come up with something, but I couldn't even think of what I would say in response to name any Italian folk dance you can think of. I could picture it in my head, like a scene out of you know The Godfather, but I have no idea what it is. Yeah, well, that, there you go. It's like that that happy like that Irish happy dance. with the with, with the fingers, right? You're you're snapping the fingers and you're like the fingers under one arm and then the fingers up. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like that the Italian dance. Yeah, yeah. What is that called? I have no idea. What? Slightest idea. All right, that is called the Tarantella. Oh, you know what? I kind of did know that. I kind of have heard that word before. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the, the so the tarantula. The tarantula, named after the tarantella. When the moon hits your eye, like the... yeah, I uh, yeah. Where do they do that in, in an episode of I Love Lucy while they're on grapes, like stepping on grapes? Do they do the tarantella? With, with I, I know that episode you're talking about, but I can't picture the um, the sound. Like I, like, I can't picture what is going on in that scene. Mm. Uh, I like that. Well, that's a heck of a question. All right, I got two questions for you for general uh, knowledge. Toronto is the name of the town, by the way, in in Italy. Is that where those spiders come from? Because if so, I am not visiting. Um, or maybe it just yeah, the spider looks like the dance. It's like Mediterranean Europe is where. They supposedly tarantulas are not. Are they not dangerous? They're just frightening as hell. Is that is that the? I've seen them like as talk show guests before. They're like, hey, Johnny Carson, we're gonna put tarantula on your head. How's that sound? Or was always the other guy, McMahon. Um. All right. Let me. Is that? Did I get his name right? Ed Ed McMahon. Yeah. All right. Yep. Thank God. Uh, for a second, I was thinking of. Uh, who was the QB for the Chicago Bears? Jim McMahon. Jim. <laughs> right. Okay. I almost said Jim McMahon, but I didn't. Um, all right. I got two for you here that I have to get to because they're eh, they're kind of related. They're not really related, but they're just too interesting to not do. So, Nick, the dog days of summer. You've heard that expression a million times before, right? Especially being a baseball fan. Yep. Is actually a reference to what celestial celestial bodies appearance in the night sky? Serious. The dog star. Nick is all over it. Did you know that? That that's Bow, what the wow, dog days wow. of summer are? It's no. uh, fr- It's from July 3rd to August uh, 10th when the, right before you see Sirius appear in the morning sky to the point where you start a see, uh, seeing it appear in the night sky. So it's a specific period of time measured by the dog star. That's why it's called the dog days of summer. And it's from July 3rd to August, August 10th? August 10th, yeah, roughly, yep. Yeah, for some reason, I always thought the dog days of summer were was the first week in August. In no, and it, it's funny in the uh, in the ancient times, like in ancient Greece and ancient Rome, they used that the dog star, obviously, uh, but also to explain that like both man and dog were too tired. The heat was so brutal that both man and dog alike could not work. Like that's so hot. The period is just too hot for anybody to do anything. Yeah, I can't <laughs> imagine what Egypt must have been like. <laughs> <laughs> on How about Arizona. 1st. How about being an indigenous person in Arizona in the middle of August? So yesterday it was 102 in New Jersey by the beach. And my kids like, "Is this what it's like in Arizona?" And I was like, "Yep." Yeah, in February. <laughs> this is what it's like. All right, let's. Uh, what you got for me? I got one. One more for All you right. before we move on. Uh, tell me if you can name the property on the Monopoly board that is misspelled. Questions. Oh, that's easy. Marvin Gardens. Oh, yeah. 
I spelled I, Marvin, I-N, not yeah. I, I live there, I eat there, I breathe there. Hannah G's, right on the border oh, of yeah, Marvin, Marvin Gardens. Gardens. Yeah. Yep. No, that's that's one of my one of my tourist points when I give people a tour of of Atlantic City. Most people have from, no idea. What do you get from Hannah G's? Um, they have amazing omelets. They have great, uh, you know, home fries. I like myself a good pork roll, egg and cheese. It's called Tito's Choice on a uh, on a on a or Tito's Choice has no egg, but it's on a on a Kaiser. Um, but they also have these awesome like power pancakes, right? With like uh, yeah. So I get the quinoa yeah, French yeah. toast. Okay, with yeah, 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 yeah. There you I, go. Every good time stuff. I'm there, I get the same thing because you just can't get their omelets are awesome, but you can't get that quinoa French toast anywhere else. No, it's uh, th- almost everything they have there is first class, and their lunches are fantastic. They're only open till three o'clock, so it's, it's a great place. Um, all right, this this is something that like I don't remember if we did this or not, but it seems familiar to me. So you can tell me. Maybe you asked it to me, and I don't know if I asked it to you. But what set of islands comes from the Latin meaning "island of the dogs"? Yeah, I I know this because it's confusing because you think it's about birds. That's correct. <laughs> yes. But it comes from the root "canine." Canine, correct. And it's the Canary Islands. The Canary Islands. Did you ask that to me once on the Quizzo podcast, or was it just? We ever talk about that? It's po- it's it's possible. I I know I I know that I've one hundred and seventy one episodes. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. you're all over. It's it, hard but to that's remember if, if we've done what you're going back three and a half years at this point. Is that is that that's math, correct? Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's very possible. But that's I find that very interesting. The Canary Islands. Everybody assumes is about uh, uh, yeah. birds, but it's the island of the dogs. So all right, let's uh, the wild dogs. Let's hit sports. Oh, well, since you knew that one, then I might as well ask this because I skipped over this. I should have skipped over that one. But uh, do you know what name Daisy is short for in the English? Daisy is actually a, a shortened form of a name. And I'll give, I could give a hint that I give the rest of the public that if you don't have anything right away, I'll be happy to give you this hint. Because I so was, you're saying Daisy like Daisy Duke or yeah, Daisy yeah. like the flower? Daisy Duke. Like, Daisy, like anybody named Daisy... Is actually, I mean, not everybody named Daisy, but in in England, in Old England, in the English language, the name Daisy is actually a nickname of a of a different name. It's a shortened version of a different name. That, so ha- that like, doesn't sound anything like Daisy, right? Well, so as I say, like you know, like my mom is Peg. Yeah, that's Do you know weird. What Peg is a nickname for. Well, guess what? Same thing as Daisy. Same name. Margaret. Margaret. That's correct. Margaret Daisy wow. is short for Margaret. That's why I asked you. It was your mom. They, yeah. They must have just had no No, you want to know why? I found out. Oh, Marguerite run. in the French uh translates Marguerite means uh, oxeye daisy in French. It means what? Oxeye daisy. It's a type of flower. Oh, oh, oh. So a marguerite is a daisy in French. It's a huh. it's a type of flower. So Margaret when it came to the English, that's they started Shortening it to Daisy, so Peg and Daisy are both short for Margaret. Wow, that's weird. Isn't that crazy? You just call her mom Daisy. <laughs> Why not? It's a great nickname. Daisy's a great name. Great character's name. Daisy. Where does Peg come from? From Margaret? Any idea when you were researching that? Did that come up at all? Yeah, it did actually. Um, so let's see. I've always wondered. All right. Where Peggy and Margaret could possibly be. 
All right, so Margaret has spawned uh, amazing variety of names, uh, obviously. Let's see. Mog and Meg later rhymed with Pog and Peg, and eventually from a different varying version of English, that's how Peg became Margaret. Gosh, can you imagine how bad the English must speak that they somehow got Peg from Pog from Margaret? Pog. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, is anybody enunciating their <laughs> letters over there, or are they just like Pog, Pog, Margaret, what, what? Yeah, listen, so. What are you saying? Margot, Margarita, Rita, Greta, Gretel, Gretchen, Marjorie, originally from Marjorie, you know, um, Maddie, Meg, Mog. Peg, one historian writes, the nicknames Mog and Meg later gave rise to the rhyme forms of Pog and Peg, or Poggy and Peggy. Can't say I know a lot of Poggies, and I can't say I want to, but you could see how Grandma Margaret would wind up, would wind up with Peg. <laughs> so I guess my mom could be glad she didn't. Get Daisy? Get Poggy. Poggy. As Could have been worse. I'd, I'd have gone with Daisy my, myself. So I'm, I'm glad I went back to that because uh, Canary Islands we've done. So good stuff. All right. Uh, sports, 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 sports. Okay. Uh, in the sports world, I want to know if you saw who named their daughter Olympia Lightning. <laughs> Usain Bolt. Yeah, it's a great, great name, right? I love him so much. Olympia Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt. Awesome. Gotta, it's great when you have a nickname like Bolt and you just give your kid an awesome name like that. Like your your last name is Bolt and you're also the fastest man ever. <laughs> right. And you <laughs> like, name your daughter Lightning. Right. There's, there's nothing more. Like, you think that kid's going to racetrack? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Maybe. If I'm him, I'm like choosing my mate strictly based on genetics. Well, it's, like yeah, you're I wonder going if his through. Wife is- is his wife uh, Jamaican? I believe she is. So then, yeah, you're probably gonna have a fast kid. <laughs> yeah, that's my guess. He's a good dude too. I I really like Usain Bolt. He's he's one of, one of the things that's cool about him is uh, there's like a montage of videos of him kind of giving props to the people that are you know the staff of all of these big races that are supposed to not look at or talk to them. Or whatever, you know what I mean? And it's usually mm-hmm. these kids that are volunteers with the towels or whatever. And he's like, hey, loosen up. Give me five. You know, wish me luck. Pound it. And, and that, there's this whole montage of him doing that. And it just everybody smiles. And it's like, wow, it's awesome. God's just a good dude. Um, all right, Nick, I don't know if you saw this, but it happened recently. And it's certainly interesting. What actress will be an owner of Angel City FC, an expansion team in the National Women's Soccer League? So once again, what actress will be an owner of Angel City FC, an expansion team in the National Women's Soccer League? Well, I'm assuming Angel City is going to be in L.A. That's correct. Playing at the LAFC Stadium. I guess I'm happy to know that they're expanding the NWSL. I I, I thought that they were not doing well. and No, they actually that... landed a big uh, national broadcast deal. Oh, so uh, they're going to be televised? They are televised. Every single game is on CBS now. Like, but CBS, CBS, what? CBS, CBS. Like 803 on my HD? Yeah, like Channel 2. You know, it's going to have every NWSL game on it? Yeah, they've they've had every NWSL game. And then they, I think they have like, uh, you know, uh, it's it's a three-way deal. One of those TBS, TNT, CBS, y- you know. It's not right. all going to be on CBS, but featured games will be on CBS. That's their home oh, network wow. now. 
How much was that deal for? Any idea? Um, I don't want to quote random figures, so I could look it up very quickly to find out. I mean, it, ma- it makes sense because I feel like the American women soccer players are bigger stars than the men. So no question. They're, they're the most successful team in our country's entire history. So it, it, it makes sense that that would get some kind of uh, deal. I was, I was always surprised that the league was struggling. All right. So anyway, I, I did not see this, and this could literally be any actress in L.A. There's no cer- certainly no ties. Well, to- Mia Hamm is one of the, the owners of the team, so the most famous women's player ever next to Carly Lloyd. Um, so that's nice. But um, um, I'm trying to think if there's any celebrity woman that I can place as being a big soccer fan and nothing is jumping out at me. I'm going to give you a clue then. She was in a huge movie in England that was set in England. And in a in like a in a future version of England, not the current version of England. But she's American. So an American actress that appeared in a futuristic English movie set in England. Great movie. Like, you love the movie. It's a, it's a, I would say, I don't want to call it legendary movie, but it's, it's a, it's a fantastic movie. It's an absolutely fantastic movie. Natalie Portman. You got it. What gave it away? Um, I think you just, when you were saying a fan, I couldn't think, uh, uh, V for Vendetta just came to my mind that when was you it. described you, that you movie. It. Yeah, You hit it. What do you think of V for Vendetta? I love it. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, yeah so Natalie, Natalie Portman and Mia Hamm are bringing Angel City FC. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I wasn't thinking Natalie Portman. I was actually starting to try to think of, I could think of a European actress. It was actually what I was starting to lean towards, trying to figure out somebody like that that would maybe be interested in starting a soccer team in L.A. But. So it looks like uh, Twitch and CBS are the partners in this. Uh, and then A&E is also going to be broadcasting some of the games. Uh, and yeah, so they started up. They're doing a tournament, right? It's a good. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is. MLS is, and so is, uh, uh, and so is the NWSL. The NWSLs is in Utah. Uh, Dude, and how hard is it to watch the MLS? Impossible. It's, impo- it's impossible. I have watched a lot of it. Why don't they just do it, away it is, with it? It is. It, 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 don't get me it's started. Ho- it's I don't so want to go on to... record. I got to work with those people. I know, but going from like watching Bundesliga or Premier, Premier League, League, yeah, and it's, then watching yeah, it's like dropping I, down to college soccer. It's like watching college soccer. It, same same players. 15 and it's years just later. so uninteresting. I mean, the whole thing is just so uninteresting. I, I can't. I can't. I can't bear it. I cannot bear it. I still can't find like the value of this deal. <laughs> like, I've, it's a you three take year a guess? deal. You want to go uh, take a guess, and I'll take a guess and see. Yeah, who... yeah. See if we could actually get you know find it. All right, I'll say it was worth fifty million dollars. Fifty million dollars. Fifty million dollars. Five zero. What's your guess? Twenty-five. Oh, okay. See, I, 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 I originally was thinking twenty-five, but I was like, nah, it's way too low for a national. If they're expanding teams and all the travel, I, you know, I'm thinking they got to be getting at least two million a team. Mm. 
All right. Well, I'm going to have to spend the entire episode looking for it, so I don't know. All right. All right. All right. We'll get back. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to it. Tomorrow or next week, we'll do the reveal. We'll find out what the or we'll never talk about it again. One of those two things. Um, all right. So is it your question? Yeah, it's your question. OK. Um, all right. Active quarterback with the longest consecutive games played streak. Who is the active quarterback with the longest consecutive games played streak? You could probably name the last two in a row. How many games has Brady freaking played? Guy just never goes down. The last time he went down was like 2006 when Matt Castle like owns a team now. I don't even know. He's so old. I'm going to say Tom Brady. That is incorrect. Oh, who's older? Who's done it more than Brady? So it was Favre, obviously, for a while. And then when Favre finally missed a game... Eli Manning. I thought you. Over. I thought you meant of players playing. No, now. no, I do. I'm just going. I'm just reviewing. I'm just oh, reviewing. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I meant of, of current of current players. That's what I'm talking. About. Just saying, Favre and then Eli took over the threshold, and then obviously when Eli got benched, this guy became the longest active. Hmm. Hmm. I don't remember Russell Wilson missing very much time. Oh, good guess. He's number two on the list. Darn. I also don't remember Philip Rivers missing a game. Like ah, uh, that's him. Ever. <laughs> I can't think of the last guy. Yeah. So Rivers is one. He's number one. Oh, there Philip you go. Rivers. Yeah. He's the guy. That makes sense to me. That's a good one. Um. All right. Uh. Nick, Nick is uh, learning soccer by leaps and bounds because he is a uh, he's like a powerhouse owner now, multiple countries. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> what what former English top flight champion is back in the Premier League for the first time in sixteen years? Say it again. What former English uh, top flight champion? So this is a team that was once the champion of England, not the Premier League, but the champion of England before there was a Premier League. It was basically just called the English Top Flight before it was called the Premier League. Uh, is back in the Premier League for the first time in 16 years. All right, so you're saying this team was not in the Premier League this season, but they will be in next season? Correct. They won the championship. They won the uh, league underneath them. They've been promoted. Right, so the they'll, be, they'll be releg- uh, they'll be promoted. Promoted. Correct. Right. And it's the first time they're back in in 16 years, but they used to be like this is one of those teams that historically was like, you know, like a like a 15-time champion over the previous 70 years. Like, they were big time. Big time. All right, well, you know I didn't follow soccer back then. Uh, of course. And you know I'm just basically scratching the surface here of the Premier League and Bundesliga and La Liga. I did not delve into Champions League. I, I do root for uh, Swansea City uh, yeah. when I see them there, of course. But, Coach um, O'Leary, yeah. Can't be them. Uh, no, but they're still in the hunt for a playoff spot, I think. Uh, they, they, there's a playoff for that last spot. The f- top two teams are automatically promoted. The bottom three teams are automatically relegated. And then there's a playoff between the final, uh, the, the next four teams in the championship for one more spot. And they call that final, which is at Wembley Stadium, the most expensive game in football history. <laughs> because the team that wins gets something like, $180 million over the next year, uh, three years, because even if they're relegated one year down, they still get three years' worth of Premier League. That's how they do it. 
um, to basically cushion the blow and, and to handle the you know the up and the down. So this team, one team will walk away with close to two hundred million dollars. The other team will walk away with absolutely nothing. <laughs> All right, I will take a guess and say Birmingham. That's a good guess. Uh, oh man, I thought I thought I thought that just sounded like I, I know I've seen Birmingham in there, and it just seemed they're, like they're in. I think they're in the conversation for promotion, but I I have to look that up. I, th- I thought Millwall was one of those, but Millwall is another classic team. Th- this is Leeds United. Leeds United. Okay. Uh, which has a a very long history. Um, by the way, have you ever seen <laughs> you ever seen the Toad Bat for the Mets? Like, I, I'm taking a screenshot of this because this wait the what the Toad Bat for the Mets? You know who the Toad is. Who was your pitcher for the New York Mets, nicknamed the Toad? Um, circle what year? The guy played for like 70 years. I I, I think he's still playing somehow. I don't even know how it's possible, but he's had like three careers. Oh, Bartolo Colon? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. I, I don't even. Th- I mean, I know Colon, but I don't just. I just don't think of him as like a Met. It's weird. I, I know. <laughs> he was a Met for like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just. It's so like he's guy's been, got like he, dog. He's a, he's a Cleveland. He's a Cleveland Indian. You know that like we had on loan for a while. I guess I don't know. Well, I I just saw a picture of him. <laughs> That is maybe the funniest. What's he up to? I, I think he's still playing football, and, or he's still playing baseball, and I think he's almost fifty. But you should just. see I love that, that video of him with the ropes. That was insane. <laughs> Remember uh, that when he was like working out by. He was like working out with these ropes, and yep. he was just like. Was His arms are he's the strongest arms of all time. The guy's like yeah. you know. And leg power that you could drive. Only in baseball could you have a guy that looks like that. <laughs> His nickname is the Toad. I thought he had a better nickname than that. And also, uh, the Toad. Bartolo Colon is definitely the Toad. Okay. Let's see. Big Sexy is his nickname. That, yeah, that's, that, that's that. That's. He has many names. Yeah, Big yeah, Sexy yeah. is, is definitely the Bartolo funnier Cologne, one. I, I think of Big Sexy. I don't think of the Toad. That's why. When he was a Met, he was Big Sexy. I don't know. Yeah, Big Sexy is definitely uh, a better <laughs> nickname big, than the Way toad. better nickname than the Toad. Bartolo Colon's double life with a secret family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> There's Big Sexy. That definitely happened. <laughs> <laughs> There's Big Sexy. That's funny stuff. Um, all right, so let's move on to geography history. All right, what building immediately succeeded the Eiffel Tower as the tallest man-made structure in the world? What the, building? The Empire State Building. That is incorrect. <clears throat> what was it? I'm surprised you missed this, only because I figured you would know that this was the tallest building in the world at one point, but it was very short because. The Empire State Building quickly took over for it. Sears Tower? Nah, the Sears Tower was after the Empire State Building. That's what I thought. Uh, let's see. So, Washington Monument? No, that was actually the tallest man-made structure before the Eiffel Tower. Lost it. What do you got? The Chrysler Building. Oh, okay. So there you go. 
No, I had no Price, idea. I had no idea. Chrysler Building Building. was the tallest building in the world before the Empire State Building. Nope. But now I do know there was something in yeah. between those. Empire State Building was just what I associate with tall buildings. Um, tallest building in Canada, Nick. Does the CN Tower count? Of course it does. That's the tallest okay. building in Canada. That wasn't a question. I was just throwing that out there for getting my, my Canada folk to know that I love them. All right, uh, here we go with geography history for you, Nick. This is one of my favorite ones. Now, there's a clue in the question for the general public. I'm not going to give it to you first as, as our tradition because you're just smarter than the general public. So see if you can come up with this. Um, what ancient city's name literally translates to mean house of meat? Ancient city house of meat. Hmm. That is not jumping out. I'm trying. I know, like Casablanca, White House, House, Casa, hmm, meat. Meat. What is the ancient word for meat? Put it this way. What's what's so funny to me is this city is so famous, and it's famous for a particular reason, but I don't think there is anybody that I have ever heard ever reference it as the house of meat. Yet, that is literally all I can think of now when I hear this. (sighs) House of meat. The house of meat. It's hard to even think of in ancient times a place that was known for its meat. I feel like well, you, Texas you and was I the used first place known <laughs> for its meat. Like, Absolutely. Chicago. Right. Like, like, you know House of, I mean? can we please find some meat? Like, right, right. right. To get some meat here. But that. Uh, all right, so let me take an ancient city approach. Uh, the thing, the the biggest thing that could help you is the word "house" itself. If you can think of ancient words in different languages that are it's the not word castle, house. Though, right? No, that's Spanish. That's modern Spanish. Okay. House, house. You were surrounded by a lot of these places that, if you translate them, they mean like. House of Peace or House of something. Like, that's, it's, you would see it even right down the street from you. But in its native language. But that's what it translates to mean. Okay. All right. I think you gave away synagogue. There you go. Okay. Okay. So what's the name of, uh, a common name of a synagogue? Temple, right? But but like the actual like it's you know like that you know they have a name, like oh oh gotcha Bethel, right? Okay, so there you go. So that is the house of El. El was one of the the twelve tribes. Bethel, Bethlehem. Hey, <laughs> Bethlehem house. You got me there. You got me there. Meat house of meat. Jesus Christ was born in the house of meat. I had no idea. I guess there was a lot of lambs and stuff. I guess. Shepherds, right? There were shepherds and all. Yeah. Listen, I, mean, I had even less idea. I, I found I was like, it means house of meat? Like, how did a shepherd survive in the middle of, uh, in the middle age? Like, or in the, you know. What I thought it meant was like the house of Lahem, 
right? Like I so I wanted to know what that meant because like Bethesda is House of Esda, Beth Esda, Bethesda, Maryland. Hmm. So I figured Bethlehem was the house of Lehem. <laughs> Turns out Lehem was meat. It's house of meat. So what came you. first, Chevy Chase, Maryland, or Chevy Chase, the actor? Chevy Chase, Maryland. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that question. That's fantastic. What came first, Chevy Chase, the actor, or Chevy Chase, the city? I always thought that was funny that I grew up in Chevy Chase, Maryland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I always felt like a, an affinity for him just because. Um. All right. Uh, what do you got for me? I forgot where. Okay. Geography history. uh, I'm looking for the first U.S. president to take the oath of office with a nickname. Who was the first U.S. president to take the oath of office with a nickname? Jimmy Carter. You got it. I know that's not his name. No, no, you got it, I said. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I know his name isn't Jimmy. Yeah, James. James Carter. But you've never heard him called James Carter before. He's always right, but Jimmy you figure Carter. since then we've had Bill Clinton, right? Sure, Clinton. We've had, um, well, I guess is that the only one since then? Yeah, because you yeah. got Donald. I'm not. I don't think did Barack get sworn in as Barry Obama? No, he did <laughs> okay. not. He went, with, he went with Barack Obama. Uh, and how about uh, let's see? Well, what about Ron, Yeah, I guess well, Joe. Well, Joe Biden. The Joe is Joe. Short he should just something? go in as Sleepy Joe. Sleepy, yes, yeah, Sleepy will be what he goes. <laughs> Trumpian nicknames for one hundred, please, Alex. This man was called Sleepy Joe. <laughs> this woman was called Pocahontas. <laughs> That'd actually just... be a great Jeopardy nickname. Like, that I just think I wrote a Saturday Night Live sketch. Fake Jeopardy. Bring back Will Ferrell doing Alex Trebek, and the category is Trumpian nicknames. Uh, oh, yeah, that would be great. They could have that on regular Jeopardy. Sure. You don't need to bring back SNL for that. <laughs> All right, here's my last geography history question for you. True uh, or false, the largest city in Germany has doubled in size since World War II, Nick? The largest city in Germany has doubled in size since World War II. I love Norm MacDonald's routine about Germany. It's like, the only country I'm scared of is Germany. Now, I'm not sure if any of you are history buffs. But Germany has gone to war twice in the last hundred years. And who did they choose as their opponent? The world. world. (laughs) I would imagine that the German population since World War II has had to, I mean, it's just just been so many years you're talking about how this grew. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I said, I said true. False. Ah. Listen to this. They're like, what's the largest city in Germany? You know, I I really wasn't even sure. I mean, I feel like the obvious one is Berlin. It's Berlin. It's Berlin. Okay. There are more than a million less people now than at the height of World War II. Wow. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I felt like I was wrong saying. True, but I just yeah, there's three and a half million people in Berlin, but at the height of uh, 1940s, there were four and a half million people living there. How about it? I know, crazy. 
Are people moving out to the suburbs? Is that the? I, I don't know what the what the reasoning is, but I I do know that they had way too many people for 1940. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Way yes. too many people for 1940. So all right, let's really, uh, civil unrest waiting to happen. Yeah, precisely. Um, all right, uh, entertainment. I'm ready to entertain. Let's do it. All right, what you got? Uh, ten points each. Starts off with a twenty pointer. Because then I have another one. My last one is tough. Well, this one I think is a 10 for sure. And, you know, you might be able to get 20 on this one. Name the two prisons that Johnny Cash performed concerts in. For 10 points each, what two prisons did Johnny Cash perform live concerts in? So San Quentin. You got it. And the other one... That was the one I thought was harder. Than that is the, the harder one, but the other one I, I'm 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 just having a brain thing on. But I'll I'll. Yeah, he has one of his most famous songs. Is yeah, has uh, this in the title. Right. Um, God Almighty, come on! Why am I just blanking on it? And it's so funny. I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Yeah. Um, Oh, come on. Uh, it's like... Blank right. Prison Blues. Fol- Folsom. Folsom Prison. There you go. Folsom Prison. You got it. All right. Folsom. Yeah. that's uh, It's funny because that's literally a sound clip. I don't know about this week, but it it is in the mix right now. It's Folsom Prison Blues. I was just editing it. So, yeah. Oh, that's uh, funny. Um, It's funny. I want What I wanted to say was Alcatraz. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not a prison anymore. Just a tourist... Uh, destination. Um, all right, so this was crazy. I read this and I couldn't even believe uh, that this is true. If I give you the band, it's going to give it away. Um, so it's it's hard to figure out how to ask you this versus everybody else. Um, but there is an alternative rock song, okay, that we have recorded a version of. That's your clue. We have recorded a version of this song. At a, at a concert once, it has been on the UK top 100 for 16 straight years since when it came out in 2004. Peaked at number one, it is now number 94 on the UK chart 16 years later, and has never missed a week. And it's a song. It's a song by an alternative rock band that we have recorded an album of, and we we have a version of. I think we have a version of this song. Green Day. That's who I figured you would say, but no. Oh, man. Well, the way... Sa- same, the way- same festival. All right. And they were not... Killers. Ne- you got it. Care to guess the song? So what killer song has been on the UK charts for 16 straight years? Uh, is it Mr. Brightside? Yes. That, that is just like imagine that that's the the tweet for sixteen years. It Six, hasn't it's number ninety four this week, Nick, on the UK top one hundred. I mean, it's a great song. It is. I a mean, great song. everything but, has its time, but holy god! I mean, and you know what? There really hasn't been a hundred good songs since two thousand four. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> 
coming out of my cage, and I've been doing just fine, apparently. I it mean, is a great <laughs> song by years. a great band. But that tells you a lot about the Brits. You know what I mean? They're just like, I like the song, mate. Like, we're just we're a whole generation is growing it. up with. Like, if you started at zero years old and you just turned 16, every station's been playing the same song for 16 years. It's never gotten. Yeah, we are, we're just going to stick with it. Yeah. Like, if you have a top 40 type radio format that thing is making a play i i've heard some of the crap they listen to over there too so i mean it, it is it's i'm fine with it good, good for the killers <laughs> i'm surprised there's not more than one song on that album that hasn't been in the top 100 for 16 Seri- years. yeah seriously you would think if if, if mr brightside's that popular maybe at least <laughs> you think it, when you were young is making it a decade at least you know all right what, what do you have i have one good one left and then one just trying to see if i can uh pip you on something you pipped me on once. All right, I'm looking for the first African American to win the coveted EGOT, which is an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Whoopi Goldberg. You got it. She's nice the only African American I know that one that has the no, EGOT. No, it's, it's John. Le- John Legend did it also. Oh, okay. uh, so I was thinking people would go with John Legend because he he did it most recently. No, I knew she but was the Whoopi, first. I knew she was the first Whoopi to do it for first. sure. And, and you, you know where I knew that from, actually, was on Stern. He interviewed her a while ago. Yes, and it, it was, was a good interview. It was. It was a very good interview. And and they talked about that. So yeah. that's... that's. Uh, I love when she talks about Rosie O'Donnell. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> that fascinates me. It is, it is a fascinating... <laughs> it is a fascinating relationship. I, I because like Rosie was like the queen of that show. And then... It was like the idea that her and Whoopi were going to coexist no. was just asinine. Uh, and they must have known it was just going to blow up. And then them going with Whoopi, the whole thing is just. Yeah, it's, some people have a sick sense for what's coming. Like, did you ever hear the story of uh, <laughs> Norman just... Fell? Do you know Norman Fell? Of course. Is it he Mr. Roper? He's Mr. Roper. So do you know the story of, of what happened with them? With the Roper? With the Ropers. Uh, I don't know. Did he did contract hold out and then they just hired no, Don Knotts? No, quite the opposite. So what happened was they came to Norman Fell and said, uh, we want to spin off the Ropers. You guys are so popular. We want to make our own show. Oh, yeah, they did make a show. The yeah, Ropers. and he went yeah. to him and said, this is a terrible idea. This show's not going to do well. Like, we're great side characters. We are not good focal point characters. So he, he said, I'll do it on the one condition that you write into my contract that I could come back to Three's company if the show fails. Well, they went and hired Don Knotts to be Mr. Furley, and Mr. Furley tested through the roof. So they had to pay out Norman Fell when the Ropers failed uh, because they weren't going to bring him back. So the Ropers lasted like a half a season. The show got canceled. It was a disaster, just like he said it would be. And then he couldn't get back on Three's company. That basically was the end of his career. How about it? Mr. Roper saw it coming. Sometimes they just know. Like Whoopi and, and uh, Rosie should have been like, you know, not going to work. It is not going to work. Um, right. I also love it because you can tell Rosie's still like, you know, pissed about it and Whoopi could care less. He has to spend a minute thinking about it. Um, <laughs> all right. So with frontman Rivers Cuomo, what band released a set of cover songs on an album called Teal. Interesting enough that Rivers Cuomo 
is not really a household name because he's easily had one of the most successful bands, I would say, in the I, last I, I, I think the guy is an underrated years. super genius. An absolute yeah. underrated super genius. He's managed to put hits out every so often for... Uh, so, and you know where they went the, to school, the band, right? The band is uh, Weezer, right? That is, that is correct. Name? The band is Weezer. So yeah, how know, is he not a household name? Do you know the story of Teal, how this came I to mean, be? Billy Corgan wrote five good songs 25 years ago. <laughs> he's still and a household name for Smashing Pumpkins. knows who he is. Rivers Cuomo, I mean, that guy, every five years puts out an awesome album with five great songs on it, and yet... So do you want to know how smart this guy but, is? L- listen to this. So you know he went to Harvard, right? They, yeah. They, they met at Harvard. Yeah. So Rivers Cuomo wrote a, a computer program to select the band songs that they use for the cover album Teal. He programmed uh, an API to link with Spotify to find the most popular songs released before 1994 that were not tagged with classic rock or alternative rock. And that's how he came up with the list. So the list is, and this is the album Teal by Weezer, Africa by Toto. Everybody wants That's the one that was like the hit. Yes. Everybody wants to rule the world. Sweet dreams are made of this. Take on me. Happy together. Paranoid. Mr. Blue Sky. No scrubs. Billie Jean and Stand By Me. Like what a mix. Yeah. I like that it's a big mix. I, my my problem with it was at least with the song Africa and I'd be lying to say I, I listened to the whole album. But I feel like the song Africa sounded so much like Toto. Yeah, it was it was an absolute copy. There was almost nothing that was, right. Like they didn't they didn't make it their own. You know what I mean? It, just too much of the same song. You could almost if you were listening to it and not closely, you would just think it was the actual song after. Out of that list, what do you want to go out on? I figured I'd let you choose. We've done Africa before, so let's skip Yeah, that. I think we've done Billie Jean before. I that, don't know. that one, that, I would say Billie Jean would be the one okay. of that list. Uh, just real quick, uh, do you know who owned the boar's nest on Dukes of Hazzard? Who owned it? Yeah. You hmm. got me once asking me. Remember? I was like, Hornet's Nest. That is, oh yeah, I got you on the horse nest. I, 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 I knew the... I knew it was something nest, but it it I had a restaurant. I realized why I answered the hornet's nest. It's because I had a restaurant in East Hanover, New Jersey, the town next to Livingston. Growing up, a pizza place called the Hornet's Nest, and uh, that's that's why I, I couldn't get it out of my head. All right, well. I don't know this answer, but I mean, I can't. It'd be hard for me to get away from. Because his name is Boss. Boss Hog. Boss Hog. Boss Hog. <laughs> That's what makes it so funny, too. Daisy Duke works at the at the Boar's Nest for Boss Hog. So it's right. just it is just a super uncomfortable situation in that town. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, that's it for episode 171 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast for Nick. My name is Drew. We'll see you next week, everybody. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. around.
Oh 